Ich Mishnah said, Kate Mishaund may vladais. In fact, Gemara, this shouldn't be referred to as the value of the babies. It should be referred to as the increase to the value of the woman because of the babies. Gemara said, that's what the Mishnah means. This assessment gets us the value of the babies and of the appreciation of the woman because of the babies. Mishnah said, Amr of Shimming Amlil, Imkain, Mishael Isha Yoletis Mashbachas. Rabbi explained that Shimon is saying that a woman who was not pregnant was worth more than a woman who was pregnant because of the danger involved in pregnancy. If so, assessing in this way will not result in any payment. Rather, we must assess the value of the babies and give that amount to the husband. Bryce explains this way as well. Rabbi explained that Shimon is saying that, like he said before, there are two parts to the payment. The value of the babies and the value of the appreciation to a woman through the pregnancy. The value of the baby should go to the husband. But why does the appreciation to a woman not go to her at all? Rather, we must say that the pay- payment for the appreciation to the woman is split between the woman and the husband. Bryce explains this way as well. In fact, two Bryce contradict each other and for the Gemara the first price is discussing a woman pregnant with her first child who is not yet known to be able to survive childbirth and therefore loses value during their pregnancy the second price is discussing a woman who had already given birth to other children why do the Rabbanim in the Tanakhama hold that even the appreciation to the woman is given to the husband? Marseille, they say the extra word, hara, pregnant, in the Pasuk, teaches that this appreciation is also paid to the husband. Rosh Hashim is to teach the halacha of Rebbe Yaakov that the person is only chayiv if he hit the woman at the place of the womb. Rabbi said this means if he hits her anywhere on her torso, which means to exclude if he hits her on her arms or legs. The Mishnah said, Rabbi said, this is only if the woman was hit while her husband was still alive and he then died. Since he was alive, it belonged to him. And once he dies, it goes, and because he has no Yarshim, the Mazak acquires it from the Ger. However, if he hit her after the husband died, since she acquires the babies at the time of the husband's death, the payment must be given to her. Rav Chisa said, babies are not bundles of money that can be acquired like that. Rather, if the husband is alive when the babies are lost, the Torah says the payment is given to him. If the husband is not alive and there are no Yarshim, the payment is not made at all. says if a person a woman and cause her to miscarry, he must pay her for the nezek and the tsar and must pay the value of the babies to the husband. If the husband is not alive, the payment goes to his yarshim. If the woman is not alive, her payment goes to her yarshim. If she was free, a freed slave who was married to a freed slave, or if she and her husband were both gayrim and the husband died with no yarshim, the mazik is kind of the payment. This refutes Rabbah and Vitigmar in the same way that we explained the mission to be discussing a case where she was hit while the husband was alive and then the husband died. We could say the Bryce is talking about the same case. Second Tarasakamar, the Bryce that could even be discussing where she was hit after her husband the gayr died. And we must read the Bryce is saying that she acquires the payment. 
Maybe we can say the machlag between Rabbi and Rav Chista is actually machlag. Bryce says if he is Israelis marries a ger and a person hits her and causes her to miscarry, if this happened while the husband is alive, the, ba- the payment for the babies goes to him. If it happened after he died, one Bryce says he's chayiv to pay, and another Bryce says he's potter. Presumably they argue in the machlag between Rabbi and Rav Chista. And for the Gemara, maybe that the first Bryce follows the Shemim Gamliel, the second Bryce follows Rabbanon. Even if the husband did not die, the woman is entitled to part of the payment. Mar says, if he's still alive, she's entitled to the half payment for her appreciation due to the pregnancy. If it happened after he died, she gets the entire payment. We can say both prices even follow Shemim Gamliel. The price that says he's chayiv is talking about payment for the appreciation to the woman, and the price that says he's potter is talking about payment for the babies. If the wife takes over the husband's position with regard to the other half of the payment for the, her for her appreciation, then Rav Shimon would also say that she takes over his position with regard to the payment for the babies. Also, if Rav Shimon says that she steps into his position for the other half of the payment, we should say that the Rabbanon would agree in principle and say that she steps into his shoes for the entire payment. If so, how can we give these two answers to explain the contradiction of the prices? And for the Gemara, maybe that she only steps into the husband's place to collect something that she was partially collecting beforehand. Therefore, she would not be entitled to any payment for the babies according to her shimon, and she would not be entitled even to payment for her appreciation according to the Rabbanon. If a person grabs a, doc- a document of a ger after he died, is he cutting the paper? When a person grabs a document, is the only mean to use it as a means to be cutting the land of the that's mentioned in the document as a deed, and therefore he doesn't intend to, and therefore will not be cutting the paper, or maybe he has a mind to be cutting the paper as well. He answered, does need the paper to act as a cover for a picture, surely meaning he does not intend to be cutting the paper. Yeah, said, yes, maybe he was cutting it to use it for that purpose. So, the rabbi said, if a ger had a mashkin from a year, then the ger died, and another year came and made a kinyan on his mashkin, we take it away from him and give it back to the year who owns it, because uh, based, uh, at the death of the ger, the lien is removed from the mashkin. On the other hand, if a year had a mashkin from a ger and the ger dies, and another year came and made a kinyan on the mashkin, the lender, meaning the year who had the mashkin, keeps the mashkin to the extent needed to cover his loan, the other year is cutting any remaining amount of Above that. Rechmer wise in his chutzr automatically kind of him the mashkin for him. Because we have learned that Rabbi Yosef Rechanina says the chutzr is kind of even without intent by the owner. And for the cases where the lender was out of town, in that case his chutzr won't be kind of him because it's only kind of him where he could have made his own kinyan if he wanted to. The more paskins that Rabbi's ruling only applies where the mashkin was not in the lender's chutzr at the time of the death of the ger. If it was, he would talk to be kind of the entire thing.